Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that Boss we up. do? And get the people! What they want. Jalen Rose, I've been in the media for about 23 years, and one thing I know that athletes are always the most vocal right after they won a championship. And Draymond <laughs> Green didn't even need to win a championship to be one of the most vocal athletes, but he is definitely talking his ish. Here he is with our colleague JJ Redick, Tommy, and let's listen. In 2019 was when Steph really locked in on the weight room. And so that's where he kind of starts taking that bump and, and, and kind of bumping it up a little bit. I think you started to see it then, that growth, and like, oh, man, nobody can stop this dude now. And I think that really changed the complexity of our organization, and I'm pretty certain that's why we'll win three of the next four NBA championships. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He was just talking about the weight room, and then he said they're going to win three of the next four NBA championships. Jalen Rose, they are right now, according to Caesars, the favorites to win the next title. Do you have them favorites to win next year? I have them favorites to win next year, but I don't believe they'll win three more. But that doesn't matter. Um, they already have four. And for me, I'm just happy, first off, to see the podcast game grow. JJ, retired player. Draymond, current player, doing live pods. Um, it's it just a great thing to see that game grow. As you know, for this show, we've done live pods in New York City just like that, including that Barclays. So it, 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 it was great for me to see them in that form. And the reason why I bring that up first is because that becomes a relaxed form. What has happened so many times in sports media is the people that are talking about sports are in a blazer, are in a shirt and in a tie. But when you watch the players come to the game, that ain't how they're dressed. And so it's great for me to now see the game start to resemble like a lot of how players look and how players sound. And I, and I echo that by acknowledging under normal circumstances, A, he wouldn't have said that. Because when you're in that form, as you know, as somebody that helped create this pod along with the pod father, you don't feel as relaxed in other forms to even say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is the podcast forum puts you in position to feel like you're relaxed, you're kicking it with the homies. And at a laugh pod, you got to say something provocative that we run with the next day. But here's what I'll say about the beauty of the Warriors. Early in Steph's career, him being injured allowed them to pay him lower than he deserved. Clay later in his career missing back-to-back -back seasons allowed them to be in position of the lottery. Bob Myers drafting, Steve Kerr player development. Now all of a sudden you have Jordan Poole who was in the G League recently. James Wiseman who was a top flight pick that they didn't even use as they won the championship. Kaminga as a player that if they would have lost we would have said man he's good. They didn't even play him at all in the finals. And Moody also as a contributing factor. And so when you have that core group of players, Gary Payton II, who's late 20s, but still young in the NBA. And then you have Wiggins, who probably they're going to extend. That's a nice core of people that I'm naming that aren't Splash Brothers, that yep. aren't Draymond Green. Now, what does that allow you to do? It allows you to limit their minutes and not overtax them in the regular season. The opposite of what the Lakers are going to need to do with LeBron and AD. 
so that now they can try to have a higher playoff position. The Warriors are going to be able to ease their veterans into nights, low manage them certain times, play their minutes high, play their minutes low, and get them to the playoffs. And Draymond is right. Once they get to the playoffs, with Steph being stronger the way he is, with Clay coming off his injury a year or so removed, I do believe they're the favorite, but I don't believe, and not because I don't believe in the Warriors. I mean, it's just like seven championships is just a ton. You know what I'm saying? Like Bill Russell was the only person in those Celtic teams, and Robert Ory can really brag about that. That's just that just rare air, but it's not diminishing the Warriors by saying they're not going to win the seventh championship. They've already been a terrific squad as one four. So it's hard to sit here and it's still June and talk about who's going to win the championship next year. You know what I mean? But right now, as we sit here, I do have the Warriors favorites. I love what the Clippers, adding John Wall, see if they come back healthy, see if the Nets can finally be healthy first season, see if the Mavs losing Brunson potentially can add something. Grizzlies are building. That's all great. But one thing you mentioned to me, which is the key to this, James Wiseman, he's seven feet tall. They didn't have him. He was the number two pick. He didn't blow the doors off when he was on the court in his rookie season, but that was under strange circumstances. He's been sitting out. He'll come back healthy. I think he'll be a key piece to what they do next year. They're not just the champions. They're the champions adding a piece, not through the draft, the piece that was on the bench throughout the NBA Finals. And again... Did they say they're going to win three of the next four? I would say the same thing if I just won the championship. Talk your talk, Draymond Green. Do your thing. Like, <laughs> exactly. you're about to say they're not going to. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Go ahead. Absolutely. And, again, that's why I started this by talking about the podcast form because that's unfiltered. Nobody's saying we got to rap. Nobody's saying we got to go to commercial. Nobody's saying we have to talk about this. So, therefore, in that form, he's going to be a lot more unfiltered and, frankly, trying to promote his show. You know, they try to promote his show. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen, uh, Draymond Green is excited. He has a microphone, but he's not nearly as excited as the owner of the Clippers, Steve Ballmer, who also has a microphone. Let's listen. Come on, man. <laughs> not only your best player, but one of the preeminent handful of top players in the world. I'm really excited about that. And, you know, Kawhi's in the gym, he's working, and... Uh, we got got our fingers crossed. Everything keep, keeps going on schedule. I think we stay healthy next year. We're going to be having a chance to talk way late into the uh, spring season. How's that? It's hard to argue. You know, there's always this if they're healthy thing about some of the teams in the NBA. This is certainly one of them. But you've got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Ty Lue. You had John Wall. Zubac has just re-signed. Like, they've got a great roster. If they're healthy, they're going to be a problem. Don't you agree? The crazy thing is when the Clippers put together PG and Kawhi and the Lakers put together AD and LeBron, we'd have thought they play each other at least once in a playoff so far. And it hasn't happened. I remember being, before the pandemic shut down everything a couple of years ago, we had a Laker-Clipper game that Friday. And I remember us talking about this being something that's going to happen in the next few years and how this was the battle of L.A. The Lakers ended up winning a championship in the bubble, but the Clippers got shot down by Dame Lillard in the bubble. And to me, they haven't really been able to recover basketball-wise. Obviously, they've dealt with some injury. And Ty Lue, I've talked about how elite he is as a coach. But what they've done on the wing and the players that they've added on the wing, 
along with getting back Kawhi and PG and signing Zubac and developing Reggie Jackson, a veteran player, into a new role as a productive player, and Maxi now adding John Wall in the Terrence back. Man. Terrence Mann. 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 That's my guy. Out of Florida State. And, uh, what ends up happening is now when I look at the enthusiasm of Bomber, right, Jacoby, I'm, I, I can't front. I love Steve Bomber so much because as an owner, he doesn't treat his players like cattle. And I know a lot of people will be like, so what does he mean by that? It isn't like teacher on a high pedestal and students way below. It isn't. He has a he has a childlike enthusiasm and love for Kawhi Leonard. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't just like, oh hey, you know I got Kawhi back. You know I'm paying him 40 million dollars. You know how many is he gonna play? 65 games. It wasn't nothing negative. You see what I'm saying? It was all about a, like a, a childlike enthusiasm, and he deserves it. Clipper fans deserve it, and I've said it. This is the best team that the Clippers ever had. This is the yeah. best team best that the Clippers ever have. I played against the Clippers when they had Lloyd Vaught, the OG from Michigan, when they had Darius Miles and my guy Q Rich, both of them. Obviously, Lamar Odom. I played against all of those teams. Corey Maggette. I've covered Lob City. I saw my brother Jamal Crawford win six men of the year along with Lou Will. I'm telling you, this is the best Clippers team of all time. If they don't get it done with this roster, if they can't, do it, homie. It can't be done. Jalen, I was watching TV yesterday. Serena Williams in the first round of Wimbledon, not the final, the first round of Wimbledon, goes into a tiebreaker, goes up 4-0 in the tiebreaker. I'm thinking this is a wrap. She's been challenged. She'll get it together. It's all going to work. She ends up going down in the tiebreaking third set on this point. And I said to myself, there she is. Now, 40 years old, are we watching the twilight, the sunset of her legendary career right here in this tournament? So when you start talking about all-time goats in sports, make sure y'all put some respect on Serena's name. I will. And as I was watching that, I was thinking, like, it's Tom Brady and her for this era to me. And Tom Brady doesn't have to play defense. And he also gets to rely on his teammates. Look at those numbers. In an individual sport. But here's the other thing I want to stress about Serena. Not only with elegance, she behaves with elegance and grace and class and, and stylish and beauty, but I want to add in toughness and perseverance. I believe it may have been a goal, Jacoby, for her to prove that she could play till she was 40. Mm -hmm. You know, the one thing about tennis is when you get in your late 20s, early 30s, you're considered old in that sport. You're considered old in that sport. And for her to not only have the success so very young, and shout to her father, her parents, Richard Williams, and so many people that have helped them elevate to become her and Venus all-time great players and performers and ambassadors. I believe it probably was a goal of hers in a lot of ways to prove to herself that she could perform at 40 years of age. So if that was the end, we got a chance to see one of the all-time greats that we should never take for granted. 
I want to give a big shout out to New York City Collective Side Talk. They put out videos every so often about New York City happenings, one of which is one of the largest water fights I've ever seen. It happens in Central Park. And <laughs> you see this, this, like, this is not a game, this water fight. Like, look at all these people. Look at this drone shot. Balloons flying everywhere, water guns flying everywhere. However, Mr. Rose, I want you to pay attention to one particular participant. And I have a simple question for you, <laughs> right? Check this out. You'll see it right here. Is this Jordan Clarkson? Is that Jordan that, Clarkson? That's definitely Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Wallis! Wallis! My Filipino brother in New York City having a good time. Enjoying his summer, summer time. Yes, that's him. And I just love it. I love it. He's like, wait, there's a big, there's a big old water fight going down in Central Park? Bet I'll be there. You I'm know the social up. media detectives have already determined that he is in New York City right now posting. But here's what I want to also say. I don't want people throwing things at me from close proximity. <laughs> Go have some fun. Loosen up, Uncle Jalen. You're old, dog. That looks like fun to me. You're from old. Close proximity. Come on, man. That looks like fun. It's a hot summer day in New York City. Can shoot with a water gun, take your shirt off, enjoy yourself, have a couple beverages. Come on. Have some fun. You, you can do all of that without somebody throwing a balloon at you from three feet. Just give me just give me six or oh. eight feet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know when you're taking the ball out on the side, it's like, give me three feet. feet when it's pandemic, it's like, give me six feet. Practice social distancing at the yeah, water balloon all. fight. That's all. Like It's going to cause well, an altercation if you two feet away and you throw a hit me in the balloon with, in the face with a balloon. That's going to um, hurt, man. Next time you see your nephew Quincy, he's definitely going to do that. We got Jordan Clarkson in New York City. Is Jalen Brunson going to be in New York City? All signs say yes. We'll break that down in much more right after this. You're watching. Jalen and Jacoby. Coming to you live from the seaport here in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, no shocking news, but Russell Westbrook. He opted to get paid $47.1 million by the Lakers next season. Now, he's been involved in a trade with the Pacers. He was involved in a proposed trade with the Nets. And all of this could have sort of broke his soul. But nope, he's listening to Beyonce, driving through Los Angeles in the sunshine, singing along to You Won't Break My Soul. <laughs> Hot new Beyonce song. Jalen Rose, if you've been in proposed in trades, you've been slandered in the media, you're Russell Westbrook. What is your mindset heading into next season? There's the score of the game and there's the game of life. And you guys can count my accolades, um, triple doubles, MVPs, all-star appearances, games won and lost, all of those counting stats, you guys can have them. But you know what you can do? Break my soul when I'm getting $47 million to play basketball. Like, so it, uh, like it's the score of the game and it's a game of life. So many times, like, it don't matter. Here's an exercise I want everybody to understand. Okay. If you live your life trying to please others, you're going to always be disappointed. Let me give you an example. I don't care how many rings somebody has. Say Draymond Green. As soon as he starts to talk, what are people going to say? Well, you want them because of Steph? Or you only got four? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> pe People can always dismiss who you are. And the thing is, they only can do it if you allow them to. 
So Russ purposely put this video out to show everybody like, hey, the Lakers probably ain't gonna win a championship with me in uniform, but I'm winning a championship every day in life. Well, just like last year, there's still a part of me that thinks that a healthy AD, a healthy LeBron, and a healthy <laughs> Russell Westbrook can make some noise in the Western Conference. I said the same thing before last That's season, and I looked like a fool. And I feel like <laughs> the same way this year, and I'm going to make a fool later. But I do feel in my heart of hearts, with those three healthy, something good can happen. Moving on to another team, the Detroit Pistons. Oh, I don't know if you know this. But they just got a couple of New York Knickerbockers. Oh, I love how the logo is just floating because it's a blue screen. That is amazing. (laughs) Jalen, listen, Alec Burks had some big games last year. New Orleans Noel also played well. I watched way too many Knicks games. Now, this is a salary dump for the Knicks. We'll talk about that in a second. But how do you feel about this move for the Pistons? Pistons building out depth. And you add veterans to do it. And mm-hmm. the one thing Kay Cunningham did last year, averaging 18, basically five and a half and five and a half, it showed that he's a building block. Now you add Avon, um, uh, Jaden Ivey, add Jalen Duran, and now all of a sudden you have like your young core, right? But then you still have Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart. The, the, the key is gonna be Killian Hayes. Like if, if, if Killian Hayes can really be a performer as somebody that was drafted in the lottery, to go with supplementing all of these vets that we've added and Marvin Bagley can become an asset that was underappreciated. This just continues to build out a roster. Like I told you, fam, come join your brother in Detroit well, for oh, some I'll games. Be there. I you will be there. And I want to say this. Troy Weaver has got a great last name because he's weaving a beautiful tapestry with these moves. And this is Alec Burks and Nolan Noel are not in the long-term plans in Detroit, but they do have team options for next year that will likely not be exercised, which means more cap space for next year. What they did in the draft this year I thought was brilliant. So Troy Weaver is definitely weaving a beautiful tapestry there Love in it. Detroit. But Love it. Mr. Rose, there's another side of this story. This leaves cap space in New York City for a gentleman by the name of Jalen Brunson. It is all but done. We've been talking about this for months, Brunson to the Knicks, Brunson to the Knicks. It seems like it is inevitable. His dad, Rick Brunson, is on the staff, who's previously been on other Tibbs staff, so it's not directly related. But how do you feel about what the Knicks are doing if they add Brunson, which is very likely? So the one thing about being a good basketball team is, it's pieces in one big chess game. And so for the critics of this move, you can say you're giving top dollar to a player that isn't top 10 in his position. But then for the supporters of this move, you can say he's an ascending player that showed that he can be a go-to kind of lead guard for a playoff team that could be an integral piece in leading you towards getting where you hope to go. And so for the Knicks, I like them being able to sign outright an elite free agent. That's something Mm -hmm. that they don't always normally do. The second thing is, now what's next? Don't underestimate a player that's not on there. Cam Reddish, who I like a yeah. lot. He's supposed to be being, on there. He's supposed at, to be on there. Absolutely. Who, who, who I see as an asset. I see Jalen Brunson as one of the pieces that the Knicks now view as an asset that allows them to go get another piece. So That now team right there. Have, is not going to win you the Eastern Conference. No. That team right there might get you into the play-in or the playoffs, but that team right there could be enticing for a disgruntled star on another team that well, wants to go to the bright lights of New York City and play in MSG. Well, now you're looking at Bradley Beal and seeing what's going to happen with this situation. 
You're looking at Donovan Mitchell and seeing what's going to happen in this situation. And for the Knicks, again, Julius Randle is the elephant in the room for that team. You saw when he played elite and won MV, uh, most improved player versus how he played last year. So does he become a building block or an asset to get you what you want? I see Jalen Brunson is a great piece for the Knicks. I'm happy for his father. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family. And he's going to come to the East and do work. We're going to see it. See, it's different basketball being played in both conferences. Like, if you look at the Eastern Conference, look at the point guards in the East. Other than Kyrie Irving, like, there aren't, like, the 20, 25-point scoring point guards. Well, like, a LaMelo Ball, Ball would like to have a word. However, Mr. Rose, we do have to go, but we will be right back after this very short break. You're watching Jalen's Coach done. in the Seaport. We're not done. Saturday, 1 p.m. on ESPN, you will see Diana Taurasi and the Mercury go to Chicago to take on the Eastern Conference leading sky with Candace Parker. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Every day, what do we recognize here in this program, Jalen? The wrongful detainment of Brittany Griner. And uh, really disappointed, but we're going to make sure that uh, we highlight this story each and every day on Jalen and Jacoby. 132 days, way too long. We um, wish her and her family a speedy, safe recovery to the United States. Deshaun Watson, his punishment is being settled right now at a hearing. Now, the league wants it to be a season, and the NFLPA and Watson want it to be less. Seems like he's going to be out for some time, so naturally that means Baker Mayfield's going to be the quarterback. However, Mayfield spoke to reporters yesterday, and he said that the Browns haven't even called him. It looks like Jacoby Brissett will be the quarterback. What do you think the future is for Baker Mayfield? When you decide to take the risk on Deshaun Watson based on his allegations, not on his football play, and give him one of the elite deals in the history of the league, that means you're not going to have Baker Mayfield lead these guys in a huddle. You can't have him leading this team. So I don't think he plays for this team, and I think ultimately they find a way to either split ways so he can find a way to go play somewhere else. I believe in you, Jacoby Brissett. I believe in all Jacobys, and I also believe we'll be back tomorrow. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. We can talk about all the things they won't let us talk about on the TV show. And we've got a great topic right here, Jalen Rose. What up, Our though? great, accomplished, amazing director slash mom of the show, Brandy. She sent me a video tearing up the internet. <laughs> now, I've never seen Brandy, but some tells me Brandy looks more like you than me. Just have a hunch. Just have a hunch. She's from Memphis, Tennessee. Stand Just up. have a hunch. Here's how Just you know. Just have a hunch. Here's how you know. She's the unforgotten member of 3-6 Mafia. She's in 3-6 Mafia. She is. She is. <laughs> so she sends me this video. It's a video from the internet of a gentleman who's bringing McDonald's to his son. Right? We're both dads. Sounds nice. However, his baby mama has some other children as well. But he only brought McDonald's for his child. Jalen Rose. There's a lot of discussion. I can make a great case for both sides, which means it's always worth talking about. Where do you fall on this internet controversy? First off, this is cultural, and I know that human being probably looks just like me. Second, um, as somebody that's a baby daddy, happily, respectfully, as somebody that also raised a stepson, Ladarius, and even Chuck though D. I met his mom when he was seven, 
he's plus 30. And even though we never got married, I never treated him different than my other two kids. And let me just tell you why that is. It's not the kids to sort out the adults' um, relationship drama. And as a responsible adult, just think about it like this. If you were going to a house, if you were going to a gathering, if you were going to a party, and you knew kids were gonna be there and you were bringing donuts, or you were bringing ice cream, or you were bringing pizza, you wouldn't just bring it for one kid, your kid, you bring it for all of them. But since he probably doesn't have the best relationship with her, or even their fathers, because they probably overlapped in one way, shape, or form, or whatever, 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 you're doing a spite move and only bringing your son or daughter McDonald's. Now let me tell you what that does. It alienates them from their brothers and sisters who they actually live with. That's why you can't do that. They have to live there. You're visiting. They have to live there. You wanna create an environment for your son, your daughter, that's conducive to them getting along with their brother and sister. Now I'm not saying on Christmas day, you buy them all of the same Christmas gifts, but what I am saying is when you come bringing snacks or you come bringing food, it's only right that you make sure that all of the kids, not just your kid eat. That's tacky, that's, that's ghetto. So a couple things, um, Brandy in my ear just let me know that there's five other children, he said he can't feed all five. Now I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt saying maybe he didn't know the other kids were there, but apparently he does and he is making it spiteful and you should not punish children for adult people's business. Now, that all being said, you know what this all says to me? Just the power of the single mom. You know what I mean? He's like, I can't feed all them kids. Well, guess what? Mom has to, mm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner, not just mm. one meal once in a while. You know, so like, well, we could all talk for, for we could, until we're out of breath about the, the, the dad's actions. But what this shows me is just the power of, of the single mom who, who is, is not just worrying about one kid with one meal, but has to worry about six kids every meal. So my biological father allegedly had 13 kids by 11 women. My mother in the house I grew up in, it was four of us with three different dads. And I'm the youngest. So the scenario you just described, you definitely give your son or daughter McDonald's, but on the day that you pick them up, mm -hmm. on the day that you picking them up, you do that away from the siblings. You don't do it in front of their face to spite the situation. So you go pick up your son or your daughter and spend the afternoon with them and then you take them to McDonald's. Or you pick them up from school and then you take them to McDonald's. You make sure that they're fed, but not in the face of their brothers and sisters. And you're exactly right. There is no power like the power of a single mother. And anybody can fight me on this. And you can tweet me, you can at me, whatever. I don't care what you say. There isn't, it, there isn't a, a more dynamic human being walking the face of this earth than a single mother. Please believe me. Preach. Jalen Rose, I want to ask you about something. Mike Trout hit a home run. Shohei Otani hit a home run. Two of the most exciting electric baseball players holding a bat and wearing a glove in the whole entire world. But they're in the Angels and they lost 11 to four. There's something about this franchise where you can put the biggest stars there and it just seems like they don't get to shine bright. What, what do we do about this if, if you're the commissioner? 
It's not a commissioner issue. It's a organizational management, building a team issue. And here's what you have to do that I don't understand that teams don't get. There's certain players that you have on your roster that make you need to go for it right now. Mm. Like when we have Giannis or Luka. Embiid. Embiid, like you gotta go for it right now if they haven't won it yet. If they haven't had individual success. Here's why. You want Embiid and Giannis and Luka to re-sign, but then you also want people to want to come play with them. You don't want them to be looking right now like Bradley Bill or Donovan Mitchell. And the reason why I put those in categories is because Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are superstars, best players in the game. Giannis, superstar, best players in the game. Luka, first team All-NBA, best players in the game. Bradley Beal, all-star, not one of the best players in the game. So if you're Washington, you're not mortgaging everything in theory to keep him happy. You're just signing him and building around him. But when you have these generational changing players, here's what you're supposed to do. Go out and grab somebody that's proven if the unproven people that you've tried didn't work at general manager and as skipper. That's what you do. That's what you do. Get somebody that's gonna like, like infuse something into that organization and it seems that they've missed it. And I know they've, you know, had a couple of coaches that have been there for a while, that type of thing. But when you have those guys, like you gotta go for it right now. I agree. I agree. I wanna see, or I wanna see. Them. Exactly. I want to see Shohei Otani on a, on a major stage on a winning team because I expect to see that. Now, Jalen, you're 49 right now. We need to start planning your birthday. Like, your your 50th birthday is like five months away. I don't know if you know this. And I don't even know if that's enough time to plan a, a birthday worthy of your 50th. But I'm going I'm, to I'm try to get with some loved ones and make sure that you're celebrated appropriately. However, you got some back problems. You never call out sick You've had a shoulder thing for a while, but like you don't complain a lot. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Rose doesn't complain a lot about having the sniffles or little little you know bumps and bruises. But every time I talk to you on the phone, this back problem comes up. Before you got in the plane yesterday, you said I'm about to be Larry Bird on this plane. <laughs> and I thought you meant drink 35 beers, but really you meant just work on the lower back the whole time. Tell me about the back problems. What are we doing for it? So it's really been like the last three days, two nights. I took a red eye flight from the West Coast to Detroit for the board for a board meeting on Monday. And I remember waking up on the plane like 7 a.m. and like my back hurt a little bit. But I, I ain't think nothing of it. You know what I'm saying? Went went got in the car, came and did the show. And I remember like going to take a shower and going to get a steam before the show, I sat down. I'm like, wait a minute, my back hurt. It Lord, really hurt. Where in your back? Where in your back? Lower back, like like wearing a belt, like all around the lower part of my back, right? Oh, like, like where I got my spare tire of a little extra fat there? Yeah, like, yeah, that part. 
And uh, I was like, wait a minute. So this is like, I landed like seven, but this is like 9.45 a.m. I'm like, wait a minute. Cause I got a little routine. I don't have to tell you, you've been in there with me. So when I get in the steam, I'm trying to drink water. I'm trying to stretch. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to plan. I'm trying to do all of that. You try to stay in as long as possible. Like Taylor Rose wants to be on the, on the edge of passing out, losing consciousness and potentially yes. dying yes. inside the steam room. And then like, I worry about yes. you. You go there late at night. I'm like, he could pass in that steam room and just end up there until tomorrow. And I can't front. There have been a couple of times, I haven't said this out loud, but I'll say this because it'll help someone else. I've almost fell asleep in there doing that a couple of times. Because think about how many times I steam. Like, so there's different various variables of the day where I'm tired, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So there's times that I almost have fallen asleep in there. So and you'll catch a quick nap anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And I've it's, seen you catch a nap between like the A block and this B block on the show. <laughs> exactly. So at like 9.30, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying to stretch in the steam room. I'm like, my back hurt. And then we were about to come do the show. I told our producer, I don't remember if it was Brian or Davidson or Tuts or whoever's producing. I was like, I'm gonna be doing a lot of standing, man. My back hurt. So we did the show, whatever. And then that afternoon, I was like, all right, I gotta go in recovery mode. Went to CVS, you know what I'm saying? Back patches, heating pad. Oh yeah. Like, Bought everything. Bought. Did you just go? Did you go to somebody who works there and be like, "Give me everything you possibly everything. can for your back. This is whatever it is." You're like, you think the CVS receipts are long? You should have seen that one. Correct. Well, Yesterday you did the pod exclusive. You were standing up. Correct. And so I'm just looking at your nipples through the sweater the whole time. <laughs> Couldn't even see it. All I'm looking at is your chain and your nipples the whole time during pod exclusive yesterday. I'm like, why is he standing up like this? I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything about it. And so like. What ended up happening is I went to CVS and I tried to get all of these remedies or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then it was like, it was hurting really bad. And I was like, oh man. And so all day Monday and Monday night, Monday night to Tuesday, I probably slept and I'm not exaggerating. I probably slept an hour and a half of trying to like sleep for like eight hours. I hate like, that literally, feeling. I literally hate that feeling. I hate, hey man, I was so like, I, I was just so like, and here's the one thing that I want everybody to acknowledge that I did not say. I try to avoid taking pain pills. Mm -hmm. I don't numb myself. Me too, me too. I'll I, do I don't Advil's, Motrin's, I play basketball, I'm sore, I'm limping around. I just like to work it out. Let the body gotta work it out. It. I gotta feel it. I, I, I want to feel it. I want to feel it before. I want to feel it during. And I want to feel it go away. And so Monday night, fam. Here's my night. Sleep on. Sleep on your left side. Sleep on your right side. Five or ten minutes. Sleep on your. Lay, no, I didn't say sleep. Lay on your left side five or ten minutes. Lay on your right side five or ten minutes. Lay on your back five or ten minutes. Lay on the floor flat for five or ten minutes. Lay with your back flat on the floor, put your feet up on the bed for five or 10 minutes. It was all that rinse and repeat, and then get up and walk around the room for five or 10 minutes. That was my exercise all night. I watched, I watched the entire Netflix. 
uh, <laughs> on, on Monday. I watched watch, everything. I watched everything that Netflix has, the whole category. Everything. I, I watched the whole everything. library. It's I over. I watched the whole library. I canceled my subscription. Nothing, nothing more to show me. And then on Tuesday, it felt better, but obviously it didn't go away in a day. And so coincidentally, I booked a massage oh. because I had a flight later with the with the hot rocks on the back. Oh, the, the, the hot, hot never done the hot rocks. Yeah, the hot rocks on the back, right? And then so I felt a little better after that. I sat in the uh, Uber and I was going to do the show, and I can't front, man. We ain't even get to the first stoplight, and I was already laying down in the back of the car. I'm like, this ain't good. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. like, this ain't good. And then that's when you saw me um, standing up and doing the show. But the last, like, half a day or whatever, and then playing last night, I believe that's the first flight. I'm not saying this. Maybe this is true. This is probably the first evening flight I've ever taken that I didn't have to work when I landed, that I ain't think about drinking. Wow. I ain't even, I, 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 they, they, the, I, and by the way, I'm tall, I'm standing up there with the stewardess, I'm in their way, you know what I'm saying? And at a time when a pilot trying to use the bathroom, I'm like, I ain't about, hey dog, I ain't a threat dog. <laughs> we gonna have to they work this stay? out. Yeah, I'm stay? like, I'm not a threat. I, I, I'm not a threat. I can't go sit down right now. Cause I'm gonna stand up, cause, cause you know that space in the lot, the aisle is yeah, small. Of course, and they put you know the dining cart there, like like yeah. that's gonna stop anybody. I'm from in doing everybody's anything. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only way I can't be in everybody's way is to stand up there by the bathroom or by where they like, you know, giving beverages or whatnot. And it was time for the uh, pilot to use the bathroom, and I looked at the stewardess. I was like, the pilot saw me come on. He knows who I am, and I I'm not a threat. I'm not a threat. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna be his extra security if something happened. How about that? You know what I'm saying? And so that was a flight, landed, got to the West Coast. Feel a lot better today. Good. Feel a lot, I'm like, Good. I'm like 80, I'm like 75, 80% today. Good, because with the back problems, you seem like you're 75, 80 years old. You know what I mean? We don't need that. <laughs> We got time for one quick voicemail. Remember, all voicemails on Friday. You call 985-80-Jalen. You leave his voicemail. We'll put you on the show just like this. What's up, Jalen? What's up, Jacoby? This is Corbin from 413. Shout out, Reg. Uh, I wanted to call today to give a quick uh, boss move or soft move. I was going to ask if it's a boss move to continue education even though you have no money at all and just taking uh, loans to pursue a master's degree. And I realized that's going to be a boss move. So my real boss move or soft move is working without underwear from home at your desk job. I have a, a pair of pants and a pair of sh shirt that I keep by my computer in case my boss calls me and needs to jump on a Zoom or a big time cover. But other than that, I love to do my work Bucky Nakey. All right. <laughs> All right, a couple things. Number one, Jalen Rose, you know what the 413 area code is? 413, no. It's, 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 let me tell you what it is. It's the great region of Western Massachusetts. Springfield. What up, though? Northampton. Holyoke. Amherst. The great region of Western Massachusetts. Shout to Corbin. Now, here's what I love about Corbin. Corbin's Nakey all day at the crib. 
Right, Bucky like he's Nakey. just he just stay Bucky Nakey, and he's got a case of emergency throw clothes on for the Zoom call. Now, and he also know he knows the first one. Get your masters, you know, take out them loans, invest in yourself, education you'll never regret. Whether whether or not you apply it to your profession, you will never regret advancing your education. So that's a boss move. But Jalen, how do you feel about him, Bucky Nakey, at home all day, ready to hop on a Zoom and throw some clothes on? Because this sounds like it can get you in trouble. This sounds like it can get you in some trouble. So, thank you for the call, appreciate the love. Um, a couple of things. When you're at home, you should always have the ability to be commando. Like, that should always be on the menu. Like, being naked at home should always be on the menu. However, when you're about to hit that Zoom, always think of that as you're turning on the TV. Always thinking that as you're opening your front door, you're allowing the world in. Mm. And I always try to set up my zooms, and the room where I zoom to zoom think room. how would how would my zoom look if my computer fell or if my phone fell? Mm. Because so many times, like people will do a zoom and feel like something isn't on camera. Right? In particular, you from the waist down, you might have beverages in the room, you might have party favors in the room, you might have your underclothes in the room hanging up. Whatever's in the room, right? Just think about it. Just because I'm doing a Zoom, that don't mean the rest of the room is empty. Like it's other you know, stuff yeah. in the room. It also means the camera, like you make a good point, especially with the handheld phone, you drop that thing, it could point in the wrong direction and you're showing things that you didn't intend to show. Correct. So I, I would say it's okay to do it without underwear on, but you got to do it with pants on. Correct. You got to do it as with pants on. As long as you have on pants, you're good. I appreciate you the call. Big pants. shout to everybody in the 413 that supports Jalen and Jacoby. That is the place where I am from, even though I often rep New York City. Jalen, we'll be back tomorrow for a Thursday show and then a Friday show. And then we're taking the first week off of J&J &J in years. 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 We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that? And I got to tell two secrets. You just ironed out why you're a Die Easy fan. I'm from Massachusetts, but I represent New York. See, yeah, man, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm from there. Detroit, and I represent Detroit. Good for you. The second thing I want to say is, we really ain't taking a vacation next week. We were dark three of the days already. Yeah, it was already preempted. You know, taking two days off. <laughs> so like the Blastmaster Caribou's one once famously said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the